The Apprenticeship of Giuseppe Lupo Written by Youssef L. Deeb Narrated by Jason Melnichuk Chapter 3 Welcome to Canada Pier 21 in the Port of Halifax is the Canadian equivalent of Ellis Island in America, the destination and central clearing station for every arriving immigrant. Someone once said, You didn't go there if you arrived in first class. It was for the poorest, the ones in the worst shape. The highest number of Italians arriving at Pier 21 is in the 1950s, the peak years of the heavy post-war European immigration. Before the war, Canadian authorities did not encourage Italian immigrants. They were thought unfit for the rough, pioneering lifestyle. For farmland labor on the western prairies, the government favored British and northern European immigrants. It was also thought that Italians were violent and would undermine the fabric of Canadian society. And so Italians were shipped, literally, mostly to urban centers, such as Montreal and Toronto. Geo's savior ship, the HMCS Hyeda, arrives at the port of Halifax in the dead of winter, on November 22, 1951. On deck, Geo, freezing cold, wears an adult-sized life jacket. He feels the ice-cold wind pierce his lungs. His ears and nose are screaming with pain, nearly frozen solid. The only things he can see is the ice-speckled water and the endless, grim, gray sky. Eventually, he notices a small village among the dark landscape. Where have I come to? What is this desolate, snow-covered land? This Halifax looks so small, not more than a village. He observes the commotion below on the ship's deck, with the families of passengers scrambling and jostling to disembark. The unloading of the ship's cargo is haphazard and disorganized. He hears and sees panic among the Italian families at the rushed unloading of trunks and luggage. They are worried that the trunks would fall and break open. Those that do break open as a result of being overstuffed, reveal stacks of tailored clothes, pots, pans, wool-filled mattresses, bed coverings and food. The Pier 21 main reception hall is essentially a commotion-filled, dimly-lit dirty warehouse. The newly arrived, shivering in this new cold weather, fight with immigration officers over what contraband they are not allowed to bring in. This is mostly food that they had carried with them from Italy. Homemade cheeses, salami and sausages, only to have them confiscated by immigration officials. The alcohol that they carried for their relatives in Canada is tossed aside by the officers like it's a game. Years later, an older Geo notes that these same accusations would be said about every other wave of immigrants. Ukrainians, East Indians, Arabs, mostly Lebanese and Egyptians, and later, West Indians. Each of these were considered unfit, and each had their own version of contraband, which was their last memento of the motherland that they had left behind, confiscated. This certainly isn't Naples, not even my little Portici, Gio thinks to himself. Being shorter than everyone in the crowd, he is cold and terrified. How will he ever find his way to Montreal, and to his uncle Flavio? What bus or streetcar goes from Halifax to Montreal?
To put himself at ease, he reminds himself that he's here for a better life. He must endure so that he can bring his mama Violetta. Giuseppe Lupo, the orphan boy. Where are you, lad? He hears his name called out. With his suitcase in hand, an immigration official leads him to a processing desk. There, another uniformed man fills out a form in what feels to Geo like forever and hands it to him. Go, train A, he orders him. Geo looks at him and at the paper, not understanding. Oh, brother, soon enough you'd better learn this language, boy. He then looks down at a paper tacked to his desk, then reads slowly, phonetically. Treno a la Gio. Vai velocemente e impara l'inglese. Gio observes that he and the other immigrants are loaded on the train literally like cattle. It's a broken down, coal-burning slow train for the journey to Montreal. The conditions on the train are inhuman. Gio's reminded of the trains he'd seen in cowboy movies back home. The seats are made of solid hardwood, and at night they double as beds. They are not given blankets, and so Gio will always remember the chill of this first night in Canada. The train makes a stop at every station along the way. The only view is of one thing. Snow. In some places, the snow is so high that it covers the horizon for miles on end. Having been used to a mild climate, the winter clothes that these Italians brought with them do not keep them shielded from the cold. An old man who sits on the bench across from Gio keeps repeating under his breath, What is this? Siberia? Gio enjoys the new novelty of seeing the word form into condensation as it comes out of the man's mouth. Two days later, they finally arrive at Montreal's central station, but they are now all black and covered in soot. His waiting uncle barely recognizes him. Gio is embarrassed to hug Uncle Flavio with all the dirt on his clothes. I cannot begin to tell you about the color of the bathwater that morning, but at least it was warm and my Uncle Flavio had new clothes for me. At home, the clothes that his uncle prepared for him, his whole new wardrobe, look funny and bulky to him. Here, wear these. They're what you need to survive in our long winters here. This is the thing about us Italians. We have no appreciation for our beautiful Italian weather. It's only after we leave it behind, after we come to places like this, that we remember the heaven we lived in. Now look at us, polar bears. Ah, bella Italia. Gio has not eaten a good meal for days. On the train, he could not swallow the soft, marble-white Canadian sliced bread nor the macaroni. They are nothing like the food he is used to. Now Uncle Flavio's wife Rosa feeds him a hearty meal that sends warmth through his body, especially to his cold extremities. Gio will never forget this first proper meal in Canada. Sausage and broccoli frittata and a pasta e fagioli dish. Gio asks his uncle about work at the deli. Mama Violetta had insisted he offers to help the minute he arrived. Son, that's on the weekends. Tomorrow I will take you to your school. It's illegal here for you not to go to school. It's a nice school, right next door to our house, his uncle explains. Regularly, 
new waves of immigrants enter Canadian society. Every generation of new immigrants bears the brunt of being the new outsiders. Nowhere are outsiders more rejected than in primary schools. In the 50s, it was the Italians' turn to be bullied. Two events mark Gio's first day at school. He remembers them as his heavenly hell moments. They punctuated his first day. One was on his way to school, and the other on his way home that afternoon. The primary school is a single-story red brick building that stood out that day as the result of a mountain of snow surrounding it. Approaching the school, he sees a girl his age leaning against the side wall. He thinks she looks like an angel with all the snow around her. Blonde with straight shoulder-length hair, rosy-cheeked with that beautiful and pure innocent look that young teenage girls have. He finds it odd that in this cold, she is only wearing a powder blue sweater and a plaid skirt, no coat. She looks at him and he smiles at her, but her look is glassy, vague and unworldly. Then she raises her hands, and he sees she takes a brown paper bag and covers her face. She is breathing into it. Then he is shocked to see her slowly slink down to the ground. Just then, another girl comes to her from around a corner, sees Gio frozen in place and laughs. Don't worry, she's used to sniffing glue, she'll be okay. The second incident is on his way home from school. Trying to walk straight on the glass, slippery ice, he is confronted and punched by three of his classmates. So, you're the new WAP? Punch. You know the smallest book in the world? The Italian Book of War Heroes. Punch. Your army tanks have five gears, one forward and four reverse. Punch. Yeah, and your army only attacks by escaping. Punch. Back home, Uncle Flavio decides to teach Gio what those words mean and how to deal with bullying. 